Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, it's time for Charitable Georgia. Brought to you by Bees Charitable Pursuits and Resources. We put the fun in fundraising. For more information, go to beescharitablepursuits.com. That's B-E-E-S charitablepursuits.com. Now, here's your host, Brian Pruitt. Good Fabulous Friday morning. It's another Fabulous Friday, and it's also Good Friday. Lots of things, good things happening this weekend. It's Easter, it's the Masters, and Stone's leaving for vacation. Yes, I am. So, uh... If you haven't heard Charitable Georgia before, this is all about positive things happening in the community, so we welcome you listening in. We've got three more fabulous guests today that are all doing something positive in the community, and they're all doing something different within the community. So we're going to talk, first of all, with Mr. Ben Hanks, hometown Hanks from Mortgage Right. Welcome in. Hey, thanks, Brian. Glad to be here. So Ben and I have known each other for years. We've been networking for years, and we've started some networking groups together, and Ben's passion is networking and helping business owners with their business and connecting others with others. So, which today society I think is incredible because just, you know, there's a lot of people out there who are still just about me, 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 and you care about everybody in their business. And so first of all, I'd like for you to share a little bit about your background and then we'll talk a little bit about what you're doing and, and why you're doing it. Sure. Well, um, I am from all over. I grew up in uh, Seattle, but, uh, Lived all over the place, uh, out west, uh, a couple of places overseas, ended up in Georgia, I guess about 18 years ago, and I uh, actually came here to do mortgages, and then, of course, everything went crazy in 2008, so I got out, got back in about four years ago, and been over in Cartersville, over there in Bartow County ever since, and uh, yeah, so I generally run my business through relationship development, community, and networking, and uh, that's kind of how you and I met, Brian. Yeah, so good. Uh, share a little bit about Mortgage Right. So Mortgage Right, um, we are um, all over the country, based in Alabama. Uh, the office I work out of is here in uh, Woodstock, Georgia, uh, right there on Main Street. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been there for, I guess it'll be four years, coming up here on April 15th. It's a great company, a uh, great group of uh, loan officers and processors. And uh, we, we just uh, try to do uh, mortgages right, as we say. So you said you when you we started this you have a passion uh, for a certain well everybody you try to help but you also have a, a a passion for helping veterans with this talk about that yeah so one of the things we focus on at Mortgage Right is uh, doing VA loans helping uh, veterans to uh, to get into homes um, it's just kind of a passion one of our specialties and uh, yeah it's just uh, it's very rewarding to especially for first time home buyers first time veterans who are. Uh, buying a home to you know, kind of help them walk them through that process and achieve that dream of homeownership and see the benefits that their family uh, accrues by uh, being a homeowner. It's just pretty amazing. So before we get into the other thing, I just have to ask you about your time overseas because you shared a story with me a little bit, and, and I think it's pretty cool of what you did. Can you mind sharing that story? Sure. So um, I spent uh, almost two years over in the Philippines. So there's a there's two islands, Leyte and Samar, just south of where uh, the Manila, the capital, is there. And anyways, I lived over there for almost two years. Um, had to speak a couple of foreign languages, a couple of dialects, Wadi uh, Wadi and uh, Cebuano. Uh, so yeah, that's where I spent most of my time. But I've also studied abroad over in Cairo, Egypt, and uh, enjoyed that as well. Well, you you worked with with, with diamonds, wasn't it? 
No, no, no. That was when I was in the Caribbean. So <laughs> I have a thing for islands, apparently. So yeah, I worked uh, down in uh, on the island of St. John in the Caribbean uh, in the luxury jewelry business down there for a company called Little Switzerland. And uh, so yeah, St. John is the Beverly Hills of the Caribbean. It's two-thirds of the island's national park. It was an amazing experience. So Ben is also one that likes to be educated and keep educating, and he reads a lot. He knows a lot of history about different things. And uh, a matter of fact, before we got on the air, he was sharing with Keith and I about something we didn't know about Spain. So that was pretty cool. But you, you, we talked earlier about your passion for networking, and you and I have started a couple of groups over in the Carsville area. We did the North Georgia Power Connector several years ago. Uh, you and I with some other folks started the Carsville Business Club. Share why uh, networking and why you're passionate about helping with people with their businesses is so important to you. So, you know, when I got into sales years ago, I, I hated it. I mean, it was just absolutely just the worst thing. I just hated this feeling of manipulating people. And so I was exposed to some materials that talked about relationship development, building communities and focusing on that. In other words, learning how to help other people first, the idea of helping without hustling and sort of that just kind of kept growing. And then you and I met and we've been just trying to create communities of people that really want to help each other be successful. And what's bizarre when you put the needs of other people first, uh, somehow that comes back to you. It doesn't always come back to you sort of in like a quid pro quo direct way, but you know, when you're other focused um, and you're helping other people grow and develop and be successful, whatever that is that that does come back and your, your business will thrive as a result. So that's, that's kind of my focus. So some people think Ben and I are, uh, maybe I was stalking Ben at first, but I met him when I was working for a digital marketing agency. He was working for Owen Security. We started networking together at the chamber in the Bart in Bartow County. And, um, I became known as leader of the network posse. And it was me and Ben and Alex Lampy that we even drove over to Alabama mm-hmm. for a networking group one night. Uh, but then Ben left Owen Security and I took his spot. So, and then I've just been following him ever since, although I don't do mortgages uh, <laughs> i'm not good with numbers that way but stuff like that but i just think it's great that you know you take the time to sit down and um you like our friend bob brooks preaches the collaboration over competition and i think it's it's important because in our group there in cartersville there's at least four or five other mortgage people in that room and it's it's pretty cool to see the interaction because i mean you could have easily you know Hey, I don't want these other folks here and stuff like that, but I just think it's great. So talk why that's important, the collaboration over competition. So um, I don't really think there's, there's a lot of competition out there when it comes to kind of what we do. So very few people really um, believe and truly want to put others first. And so, you know, I think we're most of all of us are familiar with the Pareto principle, right? That 20% of what you do um that 80% of what you do comes from 20%, right? So I want to get in that room, that that top 20%. And so knowing that, knowing that, um, you know, if you get the best people in that room, that you're, you're going to be different, you're going to stand out. And so I don't really see them as competition. Um, we work really well together. Um, we've done business together. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It all works out. So, like I said, Ben reads a lot. He let, does a lot of quotes. He watches a lot of stuff on YouTube on leadership and and things of that nature. Um, share a little bit about the Carswell Business Club, if you don't mind, when we meet and, and purpose and all that. 
Sure. So we meet every Wednesday morning. Uh, open networking starts at 8. The actual meeting starts at 8.30 and goes to 9.30. We meet at Unity Grounds, which is a coffee shop. It's a Unity Worship, a church there in Cartersville. And uh, it's an hour-long meeting. People get a chance to stand up, you know, tell the group about their business, um, a little bit about them and what an ideal referral is. Uh, we usually give the members um, on a rotating basis a chance to stand up and talk for 10 minutes about their business. And then we also make space for people to report back and say, hey, I sent a referral to this person. I've got closed business here. And, uh, you know, just we really, really actively work to once we hear you know, that someone's looking for this person or that person or needs a referral here, we try and help them to uh, that week to, to get that referral, get that introduction, make that connection. Um, so that's, that's what we do weekly. But, you know, we also have a, a monthly lunch, a networking lunch that's focused. And, of course, you, Brian, run that, uh, that lunch. And you've got a great lineup of speakers this year. Um, so there's people who can't make it in the morning, but they can make a once-a-month networking lunch. And, uh, and we also have a social that happens once a month as well. And uh, just a chance for the members to connect and get to, another, get to know each other in a casual environment. You talk about membership. What does it take to be a member? So anybody can always come to the group. Uh, but if you want to actually officially join, get your, your business, your contact information on the directory, uh, we do have a website called uh, cartersvillebusinessclub.com or www.cartersvillebusinessclub.com. And that's where you can go to uh, to find the the current uh, members of the club. So I've been networking in Metro Atlanta for about twenty nine years, and and Stone, I've been sharing all along this process of the power of networking and and learning. Like I said, everybody that that I've had on the show so far, in one way or another, I've learned their stories, and that's how they've been on here. But you and Keith were talking before we got on the air about uh, building a community. It's not just a networking group; it's a community. And I've been a part of a lot of networking groups, like I said, and I, and this one by far is so different than any others that I've really been a part of. There's no clicks. There's no, uh, I'm better than you type of thing. And I just think it's an, an awesome that not just you, but the leadership team of the Carswell Business Club has been able to get that established. But you, your vision and, you know, us together talking about this and getting it back out in there once COVID was kind of, you know, getting out or whatever you want to say, getting people back out and, and doing this. So I commend you for that because I think it's awesome that, that people can come and be a part of that. And a lot of the people that come to that aren't from the Carsville area, which I think is cool as well. Yeah, um, that's true. So, um, all right, so if people want to get a hold of you for a couple things, either about talking about mortgages or the Carsville Business Club, how can they do that? Well, my uh, direct number is 404 955 one, two, five, three. And my email is B Hanks, like Tom Hanks, B Hanks at mortgageright.com. That's right, R I G H T dot com. Are you related to Tom? Uh, distantly. He's related to Abraham Lincoln's mother. And so I think our line split before that. But yeah, oh, there you go. Just learn something new every day, Stone. <clears throat> All right. Ben, thanks for, for sharing a little bit of your story. Uh, we got two other guests here. That's some great, great stories. You mind sticking around and listening to these to these guests? Love to. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome. So now we're moving over to Mr. Keith Ivy from Journey Inward Outward. Keith, thanks for being here this morning. I don't know if I can follow a guy <laughs> who has traced his lineage back to Tom well, Hank. That's, I don't know. You, you've got a pretty that's incredible, a pretty cool deal. Yeah, well, you got a pretty cool background. I mean, learning things that you've done. Uh, you're no stranger to networking either, but you've done everything from being in the ministry to being on the radio to being on cruise ships, uh, production in LA. I mean, you name it, you've probably done it. 
My son says that obviously I have a very, very short attention span. Yeah, well, you can also hear he's also got a radio voice. He was also in radio, so um, I have a face for radio. You do, in fact, yes. I, I, all of us in here are dressed for radio today. That's great. Well, you're probably the most dressed up, but thanks for doing that. <laughs> now, Keith, if you don't mind, uh, we'll get into what you do and why you're passionate about it. But share, a li- I shared a little bit, but share a little bit about your background, if you don't mind. Well, I was born up in North Carolina, but I moved here when I was in the sixth grade to be near my parents. And uh, grew up here, went to elementary school, went to high school, went to the University of Georgia. After graduation, I went up to Louisville, Kentucky to go to seminary, at Southern Baptist Seminary, and came back to Atlanta, uh, went to work uh, at Georgia Tech, stayed there for like 12 years, and then uh, escaped from Georgia, went out to California to work in a, a production company, a theatrical production company out there, and uh, in, ended up buying that company and running that company and uh, watching that company go bankrupt after uh, COVID or, or after 9-11. And then I ran away and joined cruise ships. I wanted, I wanted to be in the circus, and I couldn't do anything like trapeze work, so I joined the cruise ship industry, which is as close to a circus as you will ever find other than Ringling Brothers. And I uh, spent two years on cruise ships out in uh, the Caribbean and uh, – and, and Alaska, uh, two of the hardest, most interesting, pleasurable years of my life. It was the, uh, a very odd combination of experiences. Uh, came off ships, came back to Atlanta. I seem to always gravitate to, you know, when, 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 when there's going to be a major change, you come back to Atlanta to make the change. And uh, got into a, a number of businesses looking for things to do to uh, generate income and uh, – one day, all of a sudden, hypnosis found me, and I was not out looking for a career in clinical hypnosis, but evidently, clinical hypnosis was looking for me, and it found me. So, yeah, share a little bit about Journey in that word. What do you do with that? Well, clinical hypnosis is, and we talk about clinical hypnosis as opposed to entertainment hypnosis. Of I'm not the guy who stands on the stage and invites 20 people to come on stage and I hypnotize 20 people and then get them to do silly things for the benefit of the audience and for me. Uh, I focus on working with people who come to me and they say, you know, I, I'm a very successful person. I've got a lot going on that's really good. But there's this one little area of life that I just can't seem to get control of. And I need help getting control of this one area. For some people, they've tried to stop smoking and they can't. They've, they've done it over and over. They've stopped a hundred times, but they can't sustain. So they come to me for help. Uh, some people come to me because, uh, you know, not long ago I had a guy come to me who was an executive at a corporation. He owns the business. And he speaks to large numbers of people all over the world. But when he stands up to speak to his board of directors, he gets sick in his stomach. He has to go to the bathroom and throw up before he speaks to his board. He came to me to help him get over that issue because he did, he, he was embarrassed personally that he did not have the control over that experience. So basically, I guess when you get right down to it, I'm in the business of helping people get control of the parts of their lives that for some reason seems out of control to them. Can you, I mean, you just shared that and what the difference is, but um, there's still a lot of stigmatism, I think, or a lot of uh, 
people who, like you just talked about, knowing about the hypnosis, they don't think about the clinical aspect of it. Uh, what does it take, first of all, to be a clinical hypnotist? And then uh, are you just for companies or you do individuals as well? I work with individuals and companies. I, I, I have some clients who are business owners, and I work with them. But I also work with, you know, they refer me to their uh, or they refer their employees to me when the employees are dealing with things that are getting in the way of productivity. For instance, smoking, uh, anxiety, stress, depression. These are all things that can cause a person to be less than their best personally and professionally. So I'm helpful to the business owner in that area. Um, what does it take to become a, a clinical hypnotist? First of all, you decide that this is something that wants you. I don't, I did not want to be a clinical hypnotist. That was not, I didn't get up in the morning and say, you know, being a hypnotist would be a lot of fun. I think I'll go do that. In fact, a million years ago when I was at Georgia Tech, I was director of orientation for new students. I had one of the world's best hypnotists come to Georgia Tech every year for 12 years and entertain the students. And the last thing he would do before he finished his act, was to say to all of these freshmen, I want you to know something. Beginning today and from this day forward, you are going to thoroughly enjoy your experience at Georgia Tech. You are going to enjoy studying. You're going to find that studying, even the most difficult classes, is much more easy than you ever thought it was going to be. He basically gave to these freshmen a post-hypnotic suggestion that would enhance their lives. And he would come off stage, and we would go to dinner. And he said to me, Keith, you want me to hypnotize you? And I said, no, 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 no. I never got hypnotized by him. In fact, I was never hypnotized. I was, In fact, I did not want to be hypnotized because I perceived that in hypnosis, I give up control to this person. And I didn't want to do that. I did not want to expose the deep, dark secrets of mine to this person. And so I never did it. And, uh, you probably know the story of how, how, uh, a hypnotist came up to me at the Atlanta Aquarium. We were at a networking event. And I was at the point personally where my personal life was falling apart. But I was so well known in Atlanta networking that I could not afford to tell anybody that. Nobody knew what was going on with me except this one woman who was incredibly intuitive. And she walks up to me at the Atlanta aquariums. She put her arms around me and she whispered in my ear, you need to come see me. Now that's totally out of character for a hypnotist. We don't approach people, but she did. And I said to her, sure, I'll go do that. And had no intentions of seeing her. A couple of weeks later, we were at another event And she came up to me again. She put her arms around me and squeezed me really tight and said, make the damn appointment. So I knew that I was never going to get rid of her unless I saw her. I made the appointment. I went to see her thinking I would spend an hour with her and I'd be done. And that one hour changed my life. And I saw her every week for two months. And at some point I said to her, do you think that I could learn to do for other people, what you do for me. And she said, I think you can. She told me how to, to go to school and to get trained and to set up a practice. 
and that was the beginning. I, I quit my job selling health insurance and uh, went back to school and and studied. And one of the things you know, talk about what do you have to do to become a, a, a clinical hypnotist? You got to go to school. You got to get certified by uh, a training agency. But what what you've really done is you've opened the door to education. There's not a a week that goes by that I am not studying something related to clinical hypnotism because you're always getting better. You're learning something new. How can I be more helpful to more people in a quicker way and more effective way? And so um, in, in hypnotism and probably true with every profession, you spend a lot of time studying because it captures your imagination. It captures your heart and your mind and you want to learn something more than what you knew yesterday. So can you talk about, I mean, you, you just shared, uh, you know, you know, plans cause you didn't want to give it control. Can you share what hypnotism is? Hypnotism is probably one of the most normal experiences that we all have every day. Uh, you have probably experienced getting in your car and you're driving someplace for a meeting and you arrive at your location, but you do not really remember the details of the trip. You were on autopilot. If something had happened, you would snap out of autopilot and, and respond appropriately. That's auto-hypnosis. You are focused on one thing, which probably is the meeting you're going to, not driving, because driving's easy for us to do, unless something weird happens. It's automatic for us. All hypnotism is is the radical focus of a person on one thing. And that one thing is the thing that they want their subconscious mind to understand. For instance, if someone comes to me and says, I need to stop smoking, we talk about, well, why do you need to stop smoking? Why do you want to do that? Why is it important to you? And what you hear this person saying is that I want my subconscious mind to buy into the idea that stopping smoking is a really good thing for me and that I can do that. And so I use hypnosis to communicate with the subconscious mind to deliver that message, which is the message the client asked me to deliver. I have no agenda with a client. When, when, I, when they walk into me, I'm going to adopt their agenda for their subconscious mind. So that all hypnosis is, is radical focus. You go to a movie, you sit down, you, you get your popcorn, your Coke, you sit down, the lights go down and you're watching the movie. And it's not long before you're unaware of the room you're in. That's the beauty of going to a theater as opposed to sitting in your living room watching the same movie. You're in a theater and you're surrounded by people, but you're not. Now you are in that moment with that experience called the movie. That's hypnosis. It's just radical focus. Do you find yourself collaborating a lot with people like counselors and, and other coach, business coaches and things of that nature? I get a, a, a large number of referrals from business coaches. I've gotten a couple of referrals uh, from uh, psychologists, you know, cognitive therapists who maybe they've got a client who is dealing with radical anxiety and they've done everything they can do in terms of behavior, and now they want to deal with the emotional component. So these two, you know, we work together with that client to get them where the client would like to be. I'm sure it's different for everybody, but is there a typical uh, time frame for a session, or is it multiple weeks, or is it I'm sure it's different for everybody? Uh, you know, one of the things I always say to people is that very, very few challenges that any of us have happened in an hour. You know, they happened over time. 
And so the, the, the working on that issue will happen over time as well. So I always say to clients, plan on three sessions. It's going to take us three sessions to get from here to there. At the end of the third session, you can decide if you want to go further. Do you, are you complete? Do you feel good about where you're at? Or do you want to go another step or two or three? And so that, then it becomes up to the client about what they'd like to do. So we talked earlier about the networking piece of it. And when I met you, you were, you were Mr. Networking. You were the one you actually offered, uh, clinics, however you want to call it on networking itself. So, um, what, but this kind of ties in with your hypnotist. You're very passionate about helping others. Why is that? Well, I'm passionate about helping others because I'm here today. I'm alive today because somebody helped me. Somebody reached out to me and did not have to do that. Now, there was no requirement that she do that, but she did. I have an obligation to do that. I have no choice but to do that with other people. And frankly, the greatest fun that I have is when I'm in front of a client. To me, that's pleasure. That's joy. That's that's everything in the world is wrapped up in that one hour with that person. Well, you can just see when you talk about it that what the joy it does bring you. You also have another passion. I believe you love dogs. I love dogs. Yes, I you, do. You do a lot of dog sitting as well. Uh, you know, one of the great things about being a hypnotist and a, and doing dog sitting is that I can do because all of my hypnosis is done on Zoom. I haven't seen a client in my chair for three and a half years. Uh, you say I haven't seen a live client in three. Well, no, they were all live. They were just on <laughs> Zoom. Um, but that means that I can go pet sit and house sit with people and do hypnosis from their homes as well. So, so yeah, I'm about three three weeks a month. I'm in somebody else's house, usually at their invitation. Have you tried to hypnotize a dog? You know, I have often thought that if I could learn to do that, I would have people lined up outside my door with their dog in hand. So, no, I have not learned how to do that, but. Uh, that's that's probably an area I need to do a little research yeah, on. Yeah, you can make a lot more money doing that. So yeah, you should try yeah. that. And they don't talk, you know, they don't talk back to no. you and they never write a bad review. Right. Right. You always got a five star. That's right. <laughs> Just give them a milk bone and you're good. Good. Yep. Keith, thanks for sharing your story. I'm going to come back around a couple of you for, for a couple of questions others, but uh uh appreciate you sharing your story. We're going to now move over to to Mr. Ron Green with the video plug. Ron, thanks for being here this morning. I appreciate it, man. Glad to be here. So, uh you and I met at the Woodstock Business Club. You shared a little bit of your story and you were passionate about youth in particular. Um, I do have one question for you though. I've never seen you wear the same baseball team baseball hat ever. So are you a fan of just baseball or just all the teams, or do you have a, fan, a team you like? So it's all about color coordination with me. Okay. It has nothing to do with the team. So, right. so as you see, the green kind of hits my green pants here. So so it's nothing about the team. All right. It's just all about color coordination. Just wear a little more red and white than the reds would be good. That's my team. So, <laughs> so um, share a little bit about the video plug. I know you're passionate about helping business owners with videos, and then we'll talk about the youth in a second. All right. Uh, let me let me first start by saying, uh, you know, Keith Ivey's segment here on uh, Business Radio X is uh, was absolutely hypnotizing. Let me say that. <laughs> there <first>. you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the video plug, yeah. So um, I own the video plug, a video production company in Woodstock, Georgia, and uh, we're all about just helping small businesses uh, grow and uh, look fabulous in the digital world, man. And uh, you know, videos are real hot right now, and 
uh, if you're not in that space or you're not really have effective uh, effective footprint in the space of videos right now, it's extremely difficult, especially for small businesses. So we like to to help businesses grow through video, man. Is it all in commercials, all kinds of just what, what, what kind of videos? So mostly we we focus on uh, promo videos, uh, brand message videos, uh, recruiting training videos. Uh, yeah, so mostly commercials and, and things like that. So. Uh, for social media and websites, so that, that's that's our bread and butter. All right. So I didn't ask you this to start off with, but I, it's going to lead into what you're doing because you're pa- very passionate about youth. Um, share a little bit about your background, and then we'll talk about the nonprofit. Okay. So uh, my background uh, is it was pretty mangled, man. Uh, uh, I grew up right outside of Chicago, about ninety miles outside of Chicago, and uh, I grew up single parent mom. Uh, grew up in the projects, the ghetto, whatever you want to call it, and. Uh, my mom worked extremely hard. She was uneducated. She cleans pe- she cleaned people's houses for a living. She uh, she did the best she could with where she had with what she had. You know, she was our rock, but she she was gone all day. So we had six kids, just pretty much kind of raising ourselves. And when I walked outside my door, things I saw was gangs, drugs, violence, criminal activity, uh, things of that nature. So it wasn't long before I started making some bad decisions. Uh, started selling drugs at age sixteen, age seventeen. Became hooked on those same drugs. I sold crack cocaine era of the 80s. So at 17, I was a full-blown crack cocaine addict at 17. And the next 27 years would be 27 years of darkness. I've been arrested over 30 times, been sent to the penitentiary on drug charges, became a liar, thief, cheater, manipulator, con man, because I was held captive by this uh, addiction and this bad decision I made when I was a kid, man. So um, uh, my introduction to prison, first couple of weeks I was there, I had my jaw broken in half in a fight. Mm. Uh, my, my mouth stayed wired shut for six weeks, uh, and I lost 20 pounds, and they was like, uh, welcome to prison. So uh, I knew I didn't want to be there anymore, but I had to, to serve out a, a sentence, right? So uh, long story short, I got out, uh, finally got myself together, man. Uh, it took some time to do that. And uh, now, you know, I'm married with uh, – I've been married for about four years now. I live in Woodstock, uh, run a nonprofit, and uh, I run a successful for-profit business, man. I'm all about people, man. Yeah, so I, you know, again, this show is about positive. You've heard two other stories about things they do, and and, and Ron's just an incredible story. I mean, he's overcoming, you know, and and getting back in the community, and the fact that the community accepts. We need more people like this, you know, and, and the community accepting, you know, for that as well. So I commend you for what you're doing. I appreciate you know, it. Can you share about it's Four Corners Group, right? Yeah, Four Corners Group. Can you share what that is? So Four Corners Group is a youth development organization that targets at-risk, marginalized, and underserved youth. Uh, we, In a nutshell, we build leaders out of that population of people, right? Uh, our, our age range is, is usually around 12 to 18, so middle school and high school. Uh, so so we run uh, several programs throughout the year. Uh, our, our bread and butter program is called the Pathways to Success program. It's an eight-week program, which we run twice a year, at the top of the year and toward the, towards the back end of the year. So uh, the Pathway to Success program is a really a life skills and leadership program. Uh, these kids come in for eight weeks, and they learn uh, character development, image building. Uh, we have a Toastmasters coach which uh, coaches them on Toastmasters. So they, they learn to become better communicators and how to command a room through words. Um, we do a workforce development piece where Chick-fil-A leadership team comes in and uh, really schools them on how to really do well and master an interview process, how to win people over uh, and just how to secure employment, man. And uh, when we graduate them, uh, Chick-fil-A actually hires some of our cream of the crop 
uh, young people, man. So we're all about life skills and, and, and making sure that that population of young people aren't left, uh, you know, just left for themselves. Because And the reason I'm so passionate because I was one of them kids that uh, had little to no direction, uh, was dealt a bad hand, uh, but made some bad decisions, which I own everything. But uh, programs like this could really help young people to really find themselves and identify the gifts, talents, and abilities buried deep inside them. So, so yeah, I'm very passionate about that. What is there an is what age groups? Twelve to eighteen, middle school, high school. Okay, is it in uh, any part of Atlanta, or is there a certain part? So we got two campuses right now. We got a campus in Marion and a campus in Austell. Uh, so those are both in Cobb County headquarters. Uh, but you know, we're looking to go uh, next year. We're looking to expand to Atlanta, and then you know, the vision is you know to get nationwide and then international, so global. So we got a global vision for this because young people hurt everywhere. Are there ways that people in the community can get involved and, and help Four Corners? Absolutely. Uh, we just graduated our Pathways to Success program. Now we're doing what we call our bridge program through the spring and summer. That's going to lead up to our next Pathways to Success program. But yeah, they can. Uh, you know, they can if if, if they're interested. We always need uh, help. People maybe uh, come in and teach a class. Uh, uh, maybe people, uh, uh, mentors, we always need mentors. We also, also need what we call success coaches, which is a little different. Success coaches is actually coming in to help young people carve out their career path because we're dealing with middle school, high school. So just in two or three years, they're going to be graduating. And then, you know, some of them don't have any direction. The, the job of the career coach is to help them to carve out that next thing after high school, right? Whether it be college, whether it be military, whether it be entrepreneurship, Whatever it looks like to help carve that out. So, so we need help with all that. Uh, and, and it's on our website. They can just go to, uh, fourcornersgroup.net to look at all the, uh, the, the needs. And of course, you know, any nonprofit needs, uh, 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 needs money. So, so that too. So, uh, but not just that. So, yeah. So I can see something you guys doing part of that. I mean, he was part of Toastmasters for years. And I see the hypnotist, you know, maybe could do something. And, and your passion with the businesses could possibly go in and, and do some, you know, stuff with the youth. I saw, Interesting in a video, right? Video plug doing a video on Facebook a few months ago and you were driving and you were about to ready to go to one of the high schools and doing mm-hmm. something with the, with the young man. And you could just see in the video, the passion for that. Mm-hmm. Um, what, so share what you do when you, are you able to go to the schools and do stuff? Yeah. So, uh, I failed to mention that and thank you for being, for being so thorough there, uh, Brian. I appreciate that. Uh, shame on me, but yeah, we're in a Cobb County school system. So we run programming for South Cobb high school. Uh, throughout the year as well, uh, a lot of the program that we run in there, we, we run two programs. Uh, one is a, just a, a another form of our Pathways to Success program, so a lot of life skill stuff. But also we do a big thing on uh, what we call toxic max- masculinity, uh, you know, just the falsehoods or myths of being a man. You know, like men should never cry. Uh, we got to be tough and all this. It's, la- it's a landing a lot of young men and adult men in the prison system or in the morgue because we learn to stuff our emotions. We can't show compassion. You know, the world says we got to do this, this, and this. So we unpack that uh, and really share what true manhood is all about, you know, just being loving, compassionate, uh, firm, uh, understanding, showing empathy, things of that. So we unpack what what, what true manhood is is all about. But, yeah, we we got a big footprint in the South Cobb High School, and we run those programs during school hours, which is very hard to – to get the school to agree to do because they always want to stay on curriculum. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we love our kids, man. 
So uh, do you guys do – I mean, you mentioned uh, some of the things you do – with and how the business can evolve. Do you guys do any fundraising events? You got anything coming up that you can share or what people get involved in? Uh, yes. So our biggest fundraiser of the year, I'm going to share this one, uh, is in October. Uh, we did our first one last year. It's it's a masquerade ball. Uh, we did very well. It was held at the Buckhead Club of Atlanta. Uh, we're going to be there this again in October of this year, 2023. Uh, I do not know the correct date right now, but – uh, again, the website will will lead you to that. But yeah, October. Just remember, October Masquerade Ball Four Corners Group. That's a great way to come out and and support us in our biggest fundraiser of the year. Awesome. So, as I mentioned earlier, you and I met at the Woodstock Business Club. I know you do a lot of networking as well. I think you're in part of a BNI group. You do all that. Why is networking so important for you? And can you do you have a success story for networking? Yeah. So uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to refer back to Ben. Really, uh, the philosophy of just really giving back. I'm a part of BNI, which their core value really is, is givers gain. Uh, you give first. So for me, networking is important because number one, we grow through other people, right? If we're building businesses and, and looking to grow, I promise you, you can't do it by yourself. You need people. Uh, but in the same token, you need to be able to add value, right? It should be um, reciprocated, right? It should be uh, even, even weight on the scale, right? But if we always walk into a networking group, instead of saying, how can I sell? If we walk in to say and saying, how can I help? Then the doors open and opportunities open wide up for you. Uh, I think and for me, my philosophy of life is just helping other people first. First, number one is the right thing to do. And I think it's why we're all here. Number one. But number two is the formula for success. It's helping other people. Like Ben said, by default, man, I've gotten so much stuff just falling on my lap just because I'm helping other people, man. You know, so, yeah. That's, that's awesome. So um, if people want to get a hold of you for a video plug or even Four Corners, how can they do that? Yeah, they can just go to my website for video plug. That's video-plug.com. And then for Four Corners Group, just hit the website at uh, fourcornersgroup.net. That's four spelled out, F-O-U-R, fourcornersgroup.net. And Keith, I forgot to ask you if people want to get hold of you for your hypnotism, clinical hypnotism. Best, or- the best way to catch me is going to the website, journeyinwardoutward.com. All right. I'm going to, I got a couple other questions for, for each of you and, and we'll, 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 we'll talk about each one of them. So you guys have shared why you're, you're passionate, why you're doing the things that you do, but, um, share something different. Why it's important for each of you to be involved in the community. And I'll start with you, Ben. Sure. <clears throat> So, um, my, probably one of my biggest passions is creating community. Um, and the reason why is I've been reading through some different materials recently. One of them, um, is the great good place, uh, talking about how since world war two, we've really seen a massive breakdown in community in America. Um, it used to be that the average person had four or five people they could go and talk to in a crisis. And now you're lucky if you have one, most people it's zero. And so for me, I see my involvement in the community. What I can use my gifts to do is to create real community where people can go and not just to be successful in business, but to be successful in life, um, to develop the kind of relationships that like, um, like you were saying, we absolutely have to have to be able to, to be happy and to make it. And so just the creation of true community, I guess, is my biggest thing. Keith, to me, it's important to, to know and to be known. 
to know somebody and to know people intimately. I've often said that everybody I know, other than my two ex-wives, I have met at networking events. Everybody else, two ex-wives and family, every relationship I have has come from networking. So knowing them and being known by them, there is comfort in that. Knowing that somebody knows you're alive and that somebody cares that you're alive and that somebody knows that you know they're alive. That to me is what community is. And networking, going to networking events is the first step in making that happen for me. So Keith comes, uh, he's been regularly last, what, two months now, I think, in my monthly trivia that I do for rotating charities over in Bartow County. And uh, let's put it this way, you like food and beer, so that's a big reason you come. But you also are very supportive of of the community. So (laughs) Very supportive and horrible at at what it is we're doing other than beer and food. Yeah, you're you're just there for the the Um, people, so it's awesome. Oh, yeah. And I get to sit with interesting people and have great conversations about – very bizarre thing. So it's it's an it's just a great evening. Yeah, so thank you. So my next one is April nineteenth for the Etowah Scholarship Foundation. So if you guys want to come out and enjoy a great buffet stone, you've taken part of it. Uh you like those wings, right? Oh, those wings are fabulous. They have ruined me on wings. I can't eat them anywhere else now. <laughs> but he likes the beer too, though. Right? You know, he does. Yeah, yeah, I have okay. a beer. Wing, wings and beer too, that's right. All right, so Ron, other than why you shared, why is it important important to be part of the community? Uh so today we live in a world where you can move into a a place in your community, say a cul-de-sac, right? And not for years, stay there for years and not even know your neighbors. That's the kind of world we live in right now. So uh, I think that's uh, in direct contrast of how it should be. Uh, communities should be a machine that just works extremely well and for the benefit of everybody, right? But in order to do that, we have to know our neighbors, know people, right? So, um, you know, we just have to to know people. We have to know who we are, what our struggles are, what we're going through. That's community, man. Uh, and we can't, if we, if we don't know people and we stay to ourselves and we stay shut off like that, then we, I think we, two things, we don't grow. And, and another thing though, is we deny other people the ability to access us, which could be beneficial to them. So, yeah. So I forgot to mention this earlier too, because Ron was very um, supportive of me. I was in an, I had another business before I started Beast Charitable Pursuits, and and when Ron found out that I uh, had to close that business, he actually called me on the phone. So I appreciate you you doing that, and and, and it just goes to show you that he does care about about others. So, um, can you guys uh, actually wind up having two more questions before we wrap this up? And and we talked all about networking again. I talk all the time of the power of networking, and again, every story you've heard on Charitable Georgia has come from networking. So it is the community um, about that. But I would like for each of you to share one positive success story, if you can, from from any of the networking that you've done over the, for the last several years. So, so Ben, again, you start. Sure. Um, so, you know, when we do these networking things, it's, it tends to be for most people, very business forward. And so we tend to measure success by how well people are, are growing their business and closing those deals and making money. But what surprised me over the last year and a half or so, the feedback we've gotten from our group out in Bartow County is the number of people that have come up to me and said, you know, I came here for business, but 
I, my, my entire life has changed because of the connections that I've made, the real relationships. Um, and so I'm not sure if that answers your question, Brian, but um, it's just seeing people's lives change because of things like what Ron was saying, that we, we need that community. We need those relationships. And just seeing that happen is like my, my biggest reward. I mean, I just can't. Well, yeah, and that, that, that's perfectly answers the question. Because i got to say, you know, Wednesday's hump day is usually one of those days that people, I think, dread. Because you're either at the top of the the week, getting ready to go down to the week, or you're at the middle of the week and wondering what the heck is going to happen the rest of the week. And now, for a lot of people, hump day is the favorite day of the week right. because of the Cardinal Business Club. So uh, I know Ben, is, is always when, when we first got started, everybody said, well, it's Ben's group. And, and Ben was always saying, no, it's not my group. It's your group. So that just goes to show you, again, what kind of person he is. So, Keith, what kind of story can you share from your networking? Well, a million years ago, I coordinated a, a networking group that met twice a month for lunch. You look good for your age, by the way. And, uh, <laughs> you know, 50 people would show up, uh, pay $15 for, for this luncheon. And yesterday I had a beer with a friend who I haven't seen for a while. And he was telling me how significant that event was for him. In fact, he and I met at that event. And he, and he shared with me how significant that was for him and that he knew it was significant for other people. And it just reminded me of how valuable things like that are. Because when I was doing it, I did not sense the value of it. I knew I enjoyed it. I knew they enjoyed it because they're showing up and they're paying but I didn't grasp the significance of what was happening deeper than just that event. And so um, to me, that and it sounded good to hear that. I needed to hear that yesterday. Awesome. Ron, how about you? So, uh, so many. Let me say this. Um, I'd like to see people win. Right. And I think uh, when I – walk into a networking event and especially if I'm a part of a networking group on a continuous basis, going back, meeting people, connecting with them and adding value anywhere that I can. But over time, seeing those people grow and win, expand their business, expand their personal lives, expand their finances, uh, expand their spirituality, just grow as a whole. That's, that's, that's the thing that makes my, my, my hair stand up on the back of my neck. It, it gives me the fuel to, to to keep doing that. Awesome. All right. Last question before we wrap this up for each of you. I'd like for you guys to share at least uh, a word, a quote, uh, some positive nugget for somebody to live today and the rest of 2023 and beyond with. So, Ben, what you got? Sure. So one of my new heroes is a guy named Jim Wilder. He's what's called a neurotheologian. He's a psychologist, but he's, you know, he's faith based. And, um, I've been studying about leadership and in one of his books on leadership, he, he says that when you're trying to be that person, that leader, that you should always make sure that the relationship stays bigger than the problem. The problem should never be bigger than the relationship. And, I ran across this two months ago and I, I think about it every single day. Um, just how powerful that is, is that we tend to not focus on the people. We focus on what the problem is and that's just not the wrong, wrong approach. So that's a direct quote from Jim Wilder. Awesome. Keith. I get what I get because I do what I do. I do what I do because I believe what I believe and I believe what I believe because I think what I think. 
the results of my life are a direct result of my thinking. And the thoughts I have are vital. Wow. Wow. That's deep. Mm-hmm. Makes you think. Which still early for me on a Friday. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, my head's blown right here. Right. So. I, I need a beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ron, what you got? Uh, so, uh, Gerda, famous poet, says, uh, and, and this this is in relation to uh, when you see people at their lowest point. And I, I remember my lowest point. I was holding a cardboard sign at an intersection, one of my lowest points. Uh, so it's related to, to that. It says, uh, if you look at a man the way that he is, then he only gets worse. But if you look at a man as if he were what he could be, then he becomes what he should be, Right. So I remember the most important thing somebody did for me, uh, they called me Mr. Green at my lowest point, right? Because most people call me junkie or, or crackhead or, you know, but they call me Mr. Green, and that did something inside of me, right? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I'm going to share what I start off with your sound checks every day because some of these quotes it kind of fits in with, and then we'll see what, what mine's blown with this. So uh, from your moviegoers, I always find this great. It's easy to grin when your ship comes in and you got the stock market beat. But a man worthwhile is a man who can smile when his pants are too tight in the seat. Words of wisdom from Caddyshack. So there you go. There you go. Classic. Yes. So Ben, Keith, Ron, I appreciate you guys coming this morning and sharing your stories. And everybody out there, let's remember, let's be positive. Let's be charitable.